my dad was still not con- was not convinced at all but i took the leap of faith and and said i'm going to do this and make it happen when he discovered that obviously some money had been invested in this i was hauled up to bombay and i was blasted i remember at that point and you know uh, really given a telling but uh, you pander to the love of a parent and you sort of agree on a timeline and the timeline agreed with him was 75 lakhs to 1 crore a stop loss amount and 4 years of my life if these two things sort of happen then let me do this and it was a bit like that movie dilwale dulhaniya le jaye and then my dad turns around and say simran jile teri zindagi one of that kind of yeah. stuff that happens on it you know so you one one must know how to I, one thing with parents always is that uh, ultimately kids have their way <laughs> Hey Mithun hey Avnish thanks a lot for agreeing to do this looking forward to the chat thank you for having us over thank you for having us here Averal and Madhi super inspiring journey uh, but we start with a curveball which is what is one truth few people agree with you on Mithun Avnish both of you can go on this as in we agree on that or? no you individually and nobody else agrees with you on maybe not even Mithun for you Avnish If any one of you have an answer you can start that's okay, fine. Okay, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um uh, most people don't agree with the fact uh, I mean the truth really is that the perseverance of the team is what makes things happen and mm. most people believe it's the banner that uh, or the strategic partnership with Titan is what made it happen. Hmm. They're specific so for you. you. About the company. Yeah, uh, no, that's fine. I mean, I think that's that's uh, helpful. It can be about the company. It can be about about life, philosophy, anything. Interesting. Okay. Actually, about the company, there is one truth which uh, I'm struggling to convince everybody about because everybody tells me that uh, you know the our data structure, the analytics system which we have is very messy, and it's very hard to. you know make it simple that you can get the data immediately and you can do the analysis etc and you know i keep telling them that the reason it is messy is because we want to measure every variable which is important right. which is why you are measuring you know 5000 variables on 100 different platforms right that is helping you understand the business more so the messiness is directly proportional to the understanding so you have gone after you know all the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns but that will create complexity and messiness so you either say i will have a simple system which will help you understand less of the business or you say this messiness is like the uh, side effect of you know a larger deeper understanding and therefore we should embrace it and we should be happy when it is more messy because messiness means we know more about what is happening in our business right hmm. and philosophically so philosophically and i think that philosophically i feel ki the biggest power is consciousness okay if you have consciousness then you can you know you just become unbeatable because you will not have any weakness hmm because in that moment you know what you are doing and you know all these biases and everything you can deal with that if you have very very high level of consciousness hmm because you know that they say right the difference between how you act and that impulse is what makes you powerful right because you don't react immediately I think all of that comes from consciousness but theek hai I think I don't know whether we'll get to that level but it's just that you know you are itna zyada sorted 
you can't be manipulated you will not you know make these mistakes or any of those things or you know you don't fall prey to impulses and biases methun what about you consciously paranoid right and uh, so that's where we sit with this whole thing yeah i understand um can you talk through the early days for the two of you i know you've had different uh origin stories um and then they converge together um later in life but would love to like talk through early days uh growing up uh any entrepreneurial ambitions you harbored or was this something that just happened organically um if you could touch upon that a comes before m so i guess abhinesh goes first so actually you know i come from uh, a place uh, where we were only encouraged to either write the civil services exam you okay. know coming from bihar okay and uh, or you should have gone into an iit im kind of situation there right. is no other life choice in life <laughs> and uh, i'm sure you can possibly relate to some of it yes now, right? you yes. you can be anything you want choose between an engineer and a doctor yeah, yeah, yeah i completely understand services. yeah civil services civil services generation but a lot of my older cousins are civil servants so that was definitely a path and i was super motivated to do that also right so finally i after i you know even when i was doing my mba at iim lucknow uh, i was not very sure of what i wanted in life but you were just going with the flow ki ha ye acha life ho jayega isse finally after many job changes etc i ended up in this company called dupont Okay, and I thought you know, I have finally got to the place where I should have gotten because everybody always told me that if you get into a US MNC, then you are set. Right, and that is when I started to realize that boss, you know, it was like a super uh, boring job. <laughs> you know, uh, as in, nobody would call you on weekends at six o'clock. You were done. You know, your boss would politely say, "Can you wait for an extra half an hour after six o'clock because we want to discuss this." Shuru me, it was all nice. but then you started to realize na ki will my life just end like this and you know <laughs> you'd meet a lot of people who had been in that company for 15 years 20 years and would be very happy with that right at this point in time i uh, there were a couple of other things which are happening in life one that my wife and my uh, a good friend of mine were working in bharat matrimony they would go to office on saturdays work late and all you know and the kind of conversations they would have out feel ki this is so much more interesting so that was one thing I had always wanted to get into a retail business. I had tried. There was one interview which I screwed up, uh, and you know you always had the situation. He, you know, you don't have relevant background, right? Hmm. So I always wonder that relevant background how will it come if you don't get a chance, right? Uh, and uh, then you know, in the and then obviously there were startups and all had started to happen. This is around two thousand five, two thousand six. So there were these underlying forces in my life. Okay, but I was not like I was waiting to get into a start something or anything so when i got to meet mithun and gopal okay and this is 2007 and they were telling you ki okay we want to start selling jewelry online hmm. uh, and by the way i i used to blog at that time very actively so i was kind of starting to appreciate the power of the internet in some sense right that was another underlying uh, dynamic in my life so when this happened right and there was every reason not to join right but i feel ki one is that these reasons were there where i was wanting to do something different in my life and this interest in internet retail what these guys were doing in bharat matrimony played a role and uh, 
I I I think it also uh, you know some ignorance helped because I you know there were a lot of other people which Mithun and Gopal had met who didn't join, and I would always wonder like did they know something because of which they didn't make this choice? Am I the you know for the longest time I used to feel like ये गलत decision ले लिया क्या? Uh, and you know, even when you ask people ki whether I should have done this or not, nobody knew anything, right? In two thousand seven, if you ask somebody ki should I make this choice or not, right? Who would you ask? Like who in your family and even friends and batchmates and seniors and juniors? So in some sense, you know, the lack of knowledge or the ignorance was a good thing back then, at least. Hmm. And I think I also thought ki thik, you know, it was like a fork in the road moment where. If you wanted to change your life, right? Sometimes uh, there were people who were doing their second MBAs and all. I had considered that also, but then I thought that this was a better choice. That if it worked out, great. If it didn't work out, also, you know, at least it will open up other possibilities. And what is the worst thing which will happen? That if you do two years, it will close. You will go back. Right. So in that right. sense, it was not, you know, to say that I want to become an entrepreneur. Honestly. But this was a good opportunity, and given some of these background, me whatever was going on in life, it just seemed like the right thing to do at that point in time in my life. And I thought, "Kithi ka, let's see how it goes." I and honestly, I didn't know anything about jewelry or retail or internet or product management or any such thing. And I was not interviewed about it. Luckily, in the interview, when Mithun spoke to me, and I don't know what he was thinking. We spoke for an hour and a half, and we only spoke about sports and internet and blogging and all of these things. Uh, which is why I tell people that you should have some interest because sometimes those things help you in some situations like this. Right. right. Yeah. So that is how I got into it, and I'm very glad because my life changed after that. You know, I completely. You they. ये थोड़ा global statement लगता है, but I can say for uh, say for myself that I kind of discovered myself after I came into Karatli. Understand. What about you, Mithun? What's your story? Um, how did Everything yeah, start. Unlike, uh, <clears throat> um, I come from an entrepreneurial family. So everybody is uh, in business. We are uneducated lot, you know, by by nature. I mean, and so when you're uneducated Marwadi family, you basically end up in some form of uh, uh, trade. Right. कुछ ना कुछ धंधा करोगे तभी जाके आगे बढ़ोगे इसमें. My parents had moved to Bombay uh, in '74. and uh, built a jewelry business from that point on by themselves while you know there was some lineage etc but that's they built completely all by themselves what used to stress me out is seeing the amount of hard work they put into work and the skill set that my mom had as well she's incredible at what she does you know and she built this business jaipur gems with my dad playing this perfect support in terms of finance and you know managing the overall infrastructure and everything else right. so both of them are like crazily dedicated our childhood you know pehle bachpan mein kaisa tha bade bacche apne aap bade ho jate the parents really didn't have to do so much about it not like the way we are so super involved in our kids these days they were not like that and uh, uh, our result eh, whether good or bad did not decide whether we did well it decided ki us din dhanda kaise hua tha that decided ki aaj maar padne wale ki nahi padne wale uske andar you know on that so uh, terrible i mean i was just not a i was an average student got through average uh, got through college uh, i was in uh, sydney in bcom and that was also just an average education frankly and started stressing me out at that point ki karunga kya because i didn't feel i had the skill sets my mom had because at that point 
jewelry felt like drawing more designing felt more like drawing it didn't feel like construction right. at that point and uh, and it was very very stressful and um, it's only later when i went to study um, uh, gemology and jewelry manufacturing did i understand that you know aisa bhi kuch kar sakte hain and i'll get a better sense of the business as well also because there was really i had no skill set and if with my education i went to get a job to matlab 10000 rupees ki salary milti it would have been that bad uh, there was just nothing so two years of internship working in a in a in uh, in somebody's company in my third year uh, second year and third year of bcom and then after california to do this and when i came back i realized came back to india i felt like i could do this because wahan par i was doing some entrepreneurial activities which were more like um, uh, doing brokerage to earn a little more pocket money on the weekends and stuff um we would basically take um, solitaires from wholesale guys who would work monday to friday and retail in america was more a saturday sunday business uh, so pick them up on friday because of knowing some family connection and leave them in the retail areas on saturday sunday and hopefully something would sell and i'd make a commission on that right and sunday night drop it back to these guys so inventory which was lying idle for them was working for them in some sense and the job i had to do was commute between la to san diego hmm. and sort of make that happen uh, so i learned a little bit about trade and gave me confidence basically in doing something came back to india and thought you know we're going to go there went to work and and like a you know and, and it came to me a little later in life if you guys have seen the movie paheli yes uh, hmm. everybody you know a marwari kid has to go out of the house into some other place to start business hmm. because your own family ka business itna hi hai ki that take care, decision makers are already there right there's no need for you right. you're like a matney show over there <laughs> you're disguised unemployed you know you can go there have lunch and come back but you'll never make a decision because parents are very young hmm. brother is young as well also uh, parents when they're mid 40s at that point and you uh, have so an elder brother i have an older hmm. brother 3 years older okay. So I there was an opportunity coming up that we had bought this space in Chennai and I just put my hand up and said I'll go to Chennai and set that up. So I came to Chennai to build Jaipur Gems, which was the extension of our family business in Bombay. So so you were and, so you uh, were entrepreneurial by nature. Your option ni nitha. Acha. But apne I mean you thought of all this right? I'm I'm guessing that this level of maturity and thinking while you mentioned that you felt like you were in a situation where you were going nowhere the thought process was pretty forward looking no I, everybody does this understand okay basically right. the only difference i made was that i left town and went to another town and started very early so what happens you end up throwing yourself in the deep end right. without much thought right at 21 how much are you thinking right hmm. right i mean you're really not thinking all this and doing that so that was a stroke of luck that i decided to do that and and frankly that luck also happened because i was dating somebody and if i had to marry a out of community girl the only way to do that was that you really apne pair pe khade ho tab ja kar ke kuch hoga life mein otherwise no way mm-hmm. you know you want to get anywhere mm-hmm. so that was the motivation as well to do all that at 21 right so ended up moving to chennai and uh, uh, you know working towards it and started like i remember what a disaster it was to get begin with and you know and then the thing with entrepreneurship is it fuels more things in your life um every goal that you set is nothing but a uh, but a milestone yes. actually mm. and uh, and fir wo badhte jata hai aage and you keep increasing that uh, and so that's how jaipur gems became uh, one from ground floor to added first floor then added coimbatore then you realize that this is very slow 
So you got to change something else about it. And that's how Carrot Lane happened for me as well as a thought. And then I met Gopal and then, you know, we, Abnish and me and uh, Kalai, four of us started working together to build this out. So one thing leads to another and that's what happens basically. So you, but I think... You uh, compress a lot. Uh, Can you expand on that? So how... Now, this is a very uh, unique situation because you've become an entrepreneur inside your family business. You've started out separately. Yeah. And now you are in this situation where you probably have started to have a new idea which could potentially yeah. even compete with your family business. What was the thought process there? Um, how did you convince your parents? Uh, what did you tell them? Hmm. Uh, what was the drama there? Because I'm sure... Actually, interest, yeah, interestingly, uh, we had seen Blue Nile evolve in America. Hmm. When I was in 99 doing this thing in America, right. my retailers were competing with Blue Nile and that was a problem they had. My brother originally in 2000 started to build a business like Carrot Lane okay. and it was called Gemlinks okay. and he was doing that but he was doing more on the B2B side Understand. and trying to do that but he was way too early. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to do fundraise, nothing else like that. I remember Arthur Anderson guys had called him at that point and said that and I went with him for the meeting and they said that oh you know it's a great category you're looking to do and how much money would you like to raise. For the, uh, can you imagine the money we asked for? $10,000. What? You know, so, yeah. <laughs> $10,000. Yeah. That's the money we asked for. Oh, man. On that. And they obviously realized we were not even serious and we didn't know what we were talking about. $10,000. Left from there. And then so he sort of built that for a little bit and then sort of uh, nothing happened. Dot com bust happened. And by 2001, I think he shut it down. So I was there and you sort of had a I that what it can do but we didn't know how to execute it at that point the Jaipur Gems business building in Chennai gave me a lot of confidence I attended every single person who walked into the store and I made every single piece of jewelry that I sold as well also mm. and it really became a very popular luxury business over here it used to bother me that everybody found me expensive the reason they find me expensive is very simple because we dealt in extremely high quality raw material and wanted to build you know, big pieces. Right. So if you're going to do that, your ASP is obviously significantly higher. It's not like my margin is higher, but my ASP is a lot higher. And that's the business I was building. Um, very satisfying in terms of that everybody looks at that and, you know, can find a design language and can find and say, oh, I know that's a Jaipur James piece and so on and so forth. And I knew who is who of the city and everything. That's how I met the suit mm. and everybody else as well also on that. So... Uh, you know, when you build something like that, feel like the next year, you know, what more are you going to do as well? So I opened another store in Coimbatore with a marquee store, absolutely stunning location and everything. And then you realize in the family, you know, at this pace, two stores have taken seven years. So I'll be 70 by the time I have 10 <laughs> stores. Just taking a simple math yes. as well also on that part. But, you know, that's not really satisfying at all. And if I really have the craft then why am I not able to take it to a much wider audience? Why is it restricted to the high-end audience only at that point? And so there were many things playing at that point. This was one of the things playing. Um, I was really, really good at um, making stuff around solitaires and, Mm. you know, making engagement rings and things like that. And that's something that I had really figured out very well. um, and and I'd seen this play out in Blue Nile in America. And so that's how I figured it out. It's not something I was born with or something. But I sort of had a knack for it. And I thought that this could become a business in India. Uh, yes, 
convincing family was just a very difficult part at that point. It was just not something my dad was ready for because in his eyes, um, he's conservative and he's, you know, uh, Avnish has met him a few times. He's quite, yeah, my brother had gone through it, lost money as well also on that. And so he's like, this is nonsense. We're doing such a great job building the business in Chennai. Why would you want to move on from there? But you know, there is always a thing that if you can't scale it and you can't see where it's going to scale, you're going to be stuck with it. The challenge is going to be there for that as well also. And somebody could build India's Blue Nile at that point. Frankly, that was a, that was a big thought at that point that we could do this in India as well. Also. And I spoke to Gopal about it and it took me a year to convince him as to why it can happen and how it can happen. And, um, you know, the family was still not convinced, but Gopal at one point, because he saw a transaction happen with a friend of his where without seeing a diamond, without anything, um, that gentleman from San Francisco, based on a certificate, bought a $70,000 diamond from me at that point, from my retail business. Wow. Okay. And uh, he was just, I mean, you know, you're talking about 2006, seven at that point. It's a lot of money at that point hmm. as well. It's a lot of money so, today also. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is an angel yes. round. So, <laughs> so, so this guy was uh, doing this transaction. Gopal got convinced. My dad was still not, con- was not convinced at all. But I took the leap of faith and, and said, I'm going to do this and make it happen. When he discovered that obviously some money had been invested in this, I was hauled up to Bombay. And I was blasted, I remember, at that point and, you know, uh, really given a telling. But uh, you pander to the love of a parent and you sort of agree on a timeline. And the timeline agreed with him was 75 lakhs to one through the stop loss amount and four years of my life. If these two things sort of happen, then let me do this. And it was a bit like that movie, Dilwale Dulhaniya Le Jai. <laughs> and then my dad turns around and says, Simran, Jile Tiri Zindagi. One of that kind of stuff that happens on it. <laughs> you know, so you one one must know how to... I, one thing with parents always is that uh, ultimately kids have their way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you had your way. Um, I had. And yeah. uh, when did Avnish and you like meet? Uh, what year was that? Actually, it was day one, 2007. Okay. Avnish was uh, the first person to join Caritlane, right? Guru uh, Gopal and he wanted to start this at that point. And I met him. He was sitting in Gopal's conference room. Gopal's very established. He's um, I, uh, IIT IM? Um, Avnish? He was from uh, College of Anna University. Anna University and I am Ahmedabad. Huh. Anna University and I am and he was, he and, was one uh, of the, you know, early internet pioneers yeah, in this country. Correct. He was the CEO of SIFI oh. when it listed on NASDAQ oh. um, at that wow. point. You know, So he was obviously pedigreed and he had just moved on to start his own business, Lister Technologies that he was building. So we were sitting in Lister's office and Avnish came in and you know he was using headhunters to... Uh, the the I had no idea how to deal with talent or even understand what to ask. I'm sitting over there and Avnish and me are same age. More or less, he's a year younger than me, but very similar, right? So we're sitting in that room and Avnish turns and asks me that... Uh, and he had met Gopal once before, I think, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so in the second round, I'm meeting him as well. And he asked me, Ki, you are also here for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys group discussion? Have you guys seen? Have you seen that Spotify uh, series uh, on Daniel Ek? It's really good. 
so yeah. it's almost a similar situation there is a acquirer who comes into the conference room and there's a young okay. guy sitting there and he goes and talks to him thinking that he's the intern and then he's like oh you know i'm going to make this offer and etc because he knew the ceo and the intern will be there for the uh, for the meeting and then uh, okay. you know the door opens and the intern comes running in and uh, then he realizes that he was speaking to daniel eek only uh, so it's uh, it, i i realize that this is a very similar situation because we have all these i think psychological biases that oh you know the ceo is going to be an old guy uh i think even avnish may not have thought that it was funny i had seen gopal gopal would be 10 years at least me to an older more nahi yaar yeah 20 years oh wow yeah, yeah. more than 20 gopal be more uh, beyond 65 <laughs> so what did you say when avnish asked you have you come here <laughs> to for the reporter to take the interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, I was uh, th- that's how we met yeah, the, the, these must uh, be pre linkedin obviously there was i think linkedin would have just started yeah. they must have raised a seed round then uh, there would be facebook pre facebook there would be no way for avnish to know how you looked who you were i'm sure no 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 way <laughs> there was definitely the only coverage i had on the internet was about how anjali my wife and me had met Oh. And, you know that was the only coverage that the hindu covered because she's a new york citizen living in chennai okay so for them it was so intriguing you know <laughs> to like how did the new york girl move here so that is the only nice. coverage i'd ever had in the newspaper nice yeah yeah so then you you to meet uh what happens then like actually it was early and it was very different back then i had no idea on how it's going to work out how it's going to get built and to be honest Abhinesh joined, and then there was a lady called Kalaiwani who joined us as well, and um, they did most of the heavy lifting. And I took some time off at that point, uh, along with what I was doing. I went and did an executive uh, uh, program at uh, one year program at uh, I am Bangalore, just to understand how am I even going to talk to him. You know, okay. Uh, मतलब uh, how am I going to talk to all these guys and going to figure out because the only interaction I have is of two kinds. One is with customers, mm-hmm. and second is with um, you know guys I work with in my store. Right. And so it's very very different as well altogether on that. Right. And I remember one of those courses. I got so excited when you know while we were working and trying to do whatever we were doing. I did a statistics class, and I thought finally I might be able to talk to Avnish. And I called him after my class, and oh, I really think this is useful and all. And Avnish is on style like, so maybe you know, statistics one o one, पढ़ के आया हूँ, you know. Nice, <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, so you went so. literally to study so that you could uh, build a team and have a conversation with Avnish, if if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I, I think I. It, Look, I don't think I learned a lot in mm. that program okay. as such, but uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, but I definitely got the confidence that there is. I mean, nobody has come from a different world. Right. Everybody is from the same world mm. at least on that part. You know. So, and I realized that the biggest value in IIT, I, I am, and 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 no disrespect to them, they're great, incredible institutions. Is the input that they have. It's that those people who come there are autom- are already very smart. You know, they will not reach there. and uh, because when you put people like me in the mix over there as well also it's not like uh, i'm going to get a significantly better and come out that didn't happen it's just that my input was i am a poor input so i came out poor <laughs> they are great inputs they came out great <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah 
I wouldn't say you're a poor input, but sure. <laughs> no, I mean a poorer input. Yeah. So yeah. Nah. Arjun might mentor me. You know? so. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, so the early days, um, how, how was that? Uh, how was starting? You basically are in a situation where most people have just graduated from dial-up to probably broadband of some sort. Yeah. Um, like, how are you even thinking of selling stuff online? And can you talk through yeah. the early journey? And, you know, you have this timeline over your head as well. What's yeah. going on there? Um, that, that timeline, though, was only known to me. I didn't let anybody else get a sense okay. of the timeline. Okay. Because timelines are a lot about pressure. You right. Know? And um, my whole business was about delivering against timeline. So I could deal with it. But I know that giving it to anybody else is not an easy job in itself. You know, So I have never, ever transferred that across um, in life. Abhish, you want to talk about the early days? So actually, you know, Averal, uh, you know, if we had gone to a VC, then he would have asked us a couple of questions, right? He would have asked us uh, about a go-to market. Hmm. Honestly, there was no go-to market. Okay. <laughs> or yeah. there was no market only. So you could not yeah, go to no anything. Market, there was no go-to market. <laughs> there was no go-to. <laughs> we were just, you know, kind of working on getting this up and running, literally. Which meant that we needed to get the, you know, and the focus initially was on selling Solitaire's. So there is this whole Solitaire supply chain, right? The tech integration of that so that we could put up a website where you could search and see a couple of lakh stones. That was like the number one priority and work had already started because Gopal used to run a software company. So there was a, between Gopal and Mithun, they had agreed on a few things and then I added a few things on that in terms of the scoping and requirements. And then we started to kind of work on putting the other pieces to make this business possible, which is to get a payment gateway, to get a, you know, the website, Kada pieces, content, uh, the logistics partner, people to handle the call center. So in a way, you know, we were just working on the part of fulfilling the business that you had a website and you could have logistics. There was no thought at that point in time that, you know, how would like a marketing or a business plan on the selling side look like you know saying that how do we get to one crore of sales there was no thinking at that time and you know that was the part of the ignorance i told you right that if i had known too much about it then i would have worried and possibly thought of it otherwise but not knowing anything about it we just thought okay boss this itself is so hard you know it almost uh, almost yeah, it took us a year to get this up and running and largely because of the website part and we were uh, building on this thing called OS Commerce. Again, I had no clue. Later, I found out there was this thing called Magento, which was supposed to be faster. But again, because I was not a technology person, I didn't even know whether I should ask these people, why are we doing OS Commerce and not Magento? But, you know, we used to keep just working on it. So a typical day, and initially, Carrot Lane was not even incorporated. So we used to, I, in fact, used to go and sit in the Lister office. Hmm. You know, spend some time with the tech people in the morning. Ki kya ho hai, progress, some timeline, are we closer to launch? Then you would call people randomly, like the, you know, to get a logistics person, you would call everybody. Blue Dart, Gati, DTDC, Koi to Manjai. And they would just laugh, ki ye kya bol rahe log? Matlab, what is this jewelry business and online? And nobody wanted to touch us. Then in the evening, I would go to Jaipur Gems, you know, hang around in the store to see ki, how does this jewelry business work? And 
I'll possibly I would chat with Mithun and Kalai also when she joined. She would also come along. We were just trying to get a sense that was, matlab because you know I had never bought jewelry in my life, so I had no clue what a jewelry customer was like. Kalai obviously had bought a little more, but we had no clue about the solitaire and this diamond thing because nobody in India had it. It was not a market which existed. So you know, for the first one year, just went like this. and there was no thinking on you know how would the business scale up right infra was in place what a marketing plan would look like we didn't hire a marketing person we just thought ki hum hi log kar lenge types uh because you know you didn't understand the challenge i'm sure today if you you a business like this was starting i think 50% of the conversation would be on scale yeah, marketing gtm exactly and exactly and वंडर <laughs> कि ये ब्लू नाइन वाले लोग भी जरूर देखते हैं कि चेन्नई से कौन इतना इतने सारे लोग एवरी डे दे लॉग इन एंड नेवर बाय और एनीथिंग दोस थिंग्स यूज्ड टू बॉदर अस या दिस इज रियली बिग प्रॉब्लम यार मिथुन कम ऑन लाइक व्हाट इफ दे फाइंड आउट एक्सेस बंद कर देंगे तो क्या होगा पूरे पेजेस देखे नहीं हमने And they were your, they were your design agency actually. Yeah, they were literally our design uh, agency. And you know, when we used to make one or two changes, right? Where we would we would to feel very good. Ki actually, this we have kind of Indianized, yeah, localized it, and that was the extent of our originality. Then we got this lady who had studied from Parsons School of Design. She also came through a network, and she said, "Okay, she will help us with the design." She just came with you know this very very. radical views in our mind to change thing we were not ready for that so we used to argue with her also to aise na there was no cohesive clarity in our mind ki this is the path to take because nobody knew any better we and i think i don't know mithun whether when you set up jaipur gems what was your marketing plan because i think ki us samay hamara sara focus yahi tha to just get this thing up and running yeah and we just hope ki ek bar ban jayega to log aane lagenge types you know possibly we thought of it like a shop only that's <laughs> yeah you the, know the, the, the product miss yeah the mistake i think uh, early stage and i tell you is that uh, when you open a shop uh, people walk in it's a shop and if people see something interesting they walk in and then whether it works or not you start getting feedback from that point of view you open a website people don't walk in um, you have to make people come in as well also the mistake we all make often is that just because we build it we think it's a birthright that customers will come and buy and that birthright works a little bit in shops and works a little better if you have better location as well also but the internet's a whole i mean there is no reason why anybody will come to you and there's no birthright to winning anything you might have the best website the best product the best price but if you're not discovered in nothing on this whereas a shop is a physical presence and it's very very different at that point over there so i don't think that um we had a clue at that point of what we were doing we were just building and we were building think ki khul jayega us din log aayenge uske andar and log nahi aaye you know so uh lekin humne khol di dukaan you know we worked on it and we did all that stuff and we sort of opened the shop and we got there um you know but obviously we didn't uh, get people in but gopal had some view about fundraise and things like that and we learned so much from him about those things 
because we were very, very new at that point as well also. And those were very interesting days. But one thing we understood well and that one crore which was there in my mind that cash flow to create karna padega isme. You know, because we might be very early and even if we are early, it will take time to build it and that cash flow, how do we create? So the power of the inventory, it took us some time. I met Bhaskar when I was doing this executive MBA thing at um, IIM uh, Bangalore. Bhaskar came to give a uh, guest lecture. He was the MD of Titan at that point. Okay. And... Um, and so, you know, I spoke and I connected and Professor uh, J. Ramchandran had connected as well also. Gopal knew of Bhaskar because he was one batch senior junior from IIM. So they sort of knew each other as well also. Gopal, I think, was a batch senior to him. And um, one of Gopal's board members and Bhaskar were good friends as well also. So this connection, kar kar ke, we somehow reached him as well. And we told him that, look, you can't sell solitaires in your shops at all because of these, these problems. Our internet-based technology can come in your stores as a website wow. and we can power and train everybody how to sell this. It took six months or one year almost to convince them and we got started with it after a year and they did a pilot at 12 stores and I remember going to, I think we trained all those 12 stores in one location if I'm not mistaken in Bangalore or somewhere we trained hmm. them. But it was so powerful for those 12 stores that the pilot became 50 stores in almost no time. And that's how we got off and running on this thing. And we built the entire business on those fumes. So you were a B2B SaaS company for Titan. Is that... A B2B, not a SaaS really, because we never told them who the supplier was. Right, okay. So we were the supplier, okay. right? So we were a merchandise company, merchandise. not a SaaS company. Mm. We were B2B. Um, yeah, mm. so we were doing their B2B2C in that sense mm. uh, uh, on that. But we were learning how these things happen, how people sell without having. And so the first true Omni was getting visible to us of what these things will play out like as well also. So we were building this out and um, over a period of time, we learned how to manage that. And we built a very good cash flow in that. Because what we were doing was that they were we convinced them it's not a buying tool for them. It's a selling system that we've come with and that really was what it was because this website with their branding was sitting in their stores and those people could choose they would get visibility of diamonds from all over the world real time over there in their like almost like you know if you imagine a travel agent used to sell a clear trip uh, I mean make my trip travel agent would uh, sell tickets when you walked into his uh, those small make my trip shops in 2008-9 I don't know whether you guys know this 2009-10 uh, sorry and there was such a lag also between if let's say a customer comes with a specific requirement, I want a one carat stone. By the time the boutique will call their head office, the head office will call the dealers, the dealers will get back to the customer and the customer wants an answer right now when he's in the shop. So Manab, there was such a lag that there was inertia and the sales guy said, this is not our business only. We don't want to sell solitaires in these stores. So we had now come up with a system which enabled them to do what they could otherwise not do. And so it worked really, really well for them the selling system and uh, you know we took off from there and you know we built a business in which uh, they would pay us in 10 days and we would pay our vendors in 60 days so we had a 50 day free float that we built the entire rest of carrot lane on and see after we started right after the website got up and running so obviously there was a consumer business also which we were trying to build so we started doing the regular stuff you know google ads and all and there was no performance marketing expert. Okay. 
so what were cps cpc asap was all like yeah kalai she had worked in a startup which was a technology startup selling in the us she had a little more clue so we got somebody yeah. through a reference also but we were just trying to get a sense and slowly you know we used to get one or two calls in a day on our call center and then i would take the call myself right din bhar what would you do right there was not after that so much work to be done and we would try and convince and we would literally go to every extent possible to try and convince that customer to sell so i'll give you one example of a story in fact this was not even through our own call center this was a lady who came to jaipur gems to buy a pair of solitaires for her daughter in australia and matlab thanks to mithun they passed lead to us so i went and met that lady and i took that lady to four jewelry stores in chennai where we looked at the quality and the pricing available over there and then i showed her how our pricing was much superior even then she was not convinced so i spoke to her daughter in australia and after you know like one week you know one week is typically the amount of time people spend on closing multi million dollar enterprise deal. <laughs> right but i was trying to close a, like a 2 lakh order which went on for a week but you know that is what it took and then i went and delivered this to her house with a bouquet and chocolates and everything one order okay i spent i'm sure money on a taxi fare also uh, and that's how we used to get one one order but i think you know we had not read a ghanti vasti thi ghanti nahi thi but dimag mein aisa lagta tha ki oh god we got one order today nahi nahi baad mein that also happened no uh, we used to ring a bell every time an order was done yeah so the point was no that later obviously i read that startups think like this that how do you get your first 10 then your 100 your 500 and your 1000 we had not read about it so none of us knew <laughs> but subconsciously you know that was what we were trying to do ki literally go and do whatever it takes and i can't tell you as in personally you know that is when i lost i learned one thing about being an entrepreneur or somebody who works in a startup you lost all sense of shame okay iske pehle you know you would be very very you know you would not go and ask anybody for anything because you would feel very very conscious right ki mang kaise le uske baad na i had no shame literally i would like if there was a mossy whose family mein na always get children getting married right there was no way she would not buy like i would literally pain everybody i would know whose family friends like i wrote mails to the entire batch like every friend right and you would chase them so i think at least in the first 100 orders i would say at least 40 50 of them would have come from family friends or you know jaipur gems ka contact or somebody who came to buy something else in jaipur gems or came to mithun or kalai and we would just like ya lag jao iske piche so but aise kar kar ke na and then i think a lot of these people told other people because the product quality was good the pricing was good the design was good and we were seeing at that very very tiny scale people coming back okay so on the consumer side there was very slow traction building okay but i think everybody who was buying was having a good experience and they liked the product but we were jo bhi matlab you know the pipeline was this tiny thing but we would go very hard after it you know humne ek dukan kholi literally agar aap dekhoge na is journey ko and uh, the only thing stayed consistent with everything we have done till now avirad is our ambition ki mm. next kya hai right and almost asking each other what is next and i think that what is next became more relevant when after 2016 when avnish was back 
and uh, that what is next has just helped us figure out what is what are we going to be next like and we have evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved from a shop into today possibly the largest omni business um, in this space and possibly one of the better run omni businesses in india itself also but that's just because uh, we are very ambitious about it and at the same time we are massively realist about what we do hmm. um, we have no air about ki kya ho gaya hai kya ban gaya hai kya nahi hai because we uh, when we started we knew nothing right and um, even today uh, we don't feel by any means that we have arrived anywhere and the the journey ahead is still uh, very exciting but uh, there's a lot to do and there's a lot of opportunity and and you know there's an opportunity to like in software services india rules the world in diamond and jewelry while we're the back end of the world there's an opportunity to be the front end to the world as well also like the software services india will have certain businesses in which there will be strengths and jewelry gems and jewelry is one category where we are naturally very strong the back end is owned by this country Nine out of ten diamonds are right. sold, um, which means that you know ninety percent of diamond jewelry sold anywhere in the world has an Indian touch into it, uh, and touch is the largest raw materials where the value is created on that part. But if you look at the gross margin, we don't even capture eight nine percent of the global gross margin, and it's time that we go mm-hmm. after capturing a lot more of that. And uh, right. you know we are ambitious towards building that now. Yeah. so you spoke about like and mazin you can add you you spoke about the 0 to 1 journey yeah. what was you know 1 to 10 and then onwards and also i think now mithun you are going to cross that timeline with your dad i i i recall you telling me that you got a term sheet yeah. just a few months before your yeah, deadline yeah you know actually a year before that the the pain had begun for me at least on that at home and um, abnish might remember this that almost every week we would go to bombay and meet uh, these vcs you know and uh, nexus and uh, sherpalo and uh, uh, back in the day there were all these fancy names uh, other than axel pretty much we met everybody somehow we never went to bangalore uh, we went to bangalore and met idg uh, but we didn't meet axel for some reason and um, nothing and, and we had some of these guys from us also who were down but it wasn't going anywhere the closest we got to were was was with nexus and we really thought that we'll sign but for 6 months it kept going on they like great progress come next month and you know every time i'd go there to make a pitch and a presentation how we're doing with work etc one day i'd see um, you know the mintra guys trying to raise money one day i'd see somebody else one day i'd see flipkart one day i'd see um you know urban touch and many companies which don't even exist anymore common floor etc um and that so i would see different guys same story for everybody it go on back and forth and uh do that um i think our life really changed uh when i, I remember getting a inward um uh, in mail from on linkedin from um, lee fixel and uh, which okay. said that uh, hi i'm uh, lee fixel and uh, i manage we rep- i represent tiger global management i manage 13 14 billion dollars of assets and uh, whatever <laughs> i have uh, seen what you guys are building and we have interest and we've invested in these businesses in india etc i frankly didn't reply to him 
because when I went, <laughs> Why? there was no website called Tiger Global Management. So I thought it's like some Nigerian scam or something like that. You know, so, you know, who's I've been going for one year every single day to you know these VCs every single week, and I'm not getting anything. And here is a guy who writes to me and wants to give me money as well. So, oh man, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you thought. Leaf Excel. <laughs> yeah, I did. I told I told Lee later that as well. Also, you know, a great relationship now. But I told him that, and so I didn't reply. And then later on, Tiger Global funded Flipkart Mintra, and it started coming in the news. A, a week later or ten days later, it came up as well, and I missed that trip of his. And then I wrote to him saying that hey, I am available to chat, whatever. And I missed the first time that we were supposed to meet, but he was kind enough, and we set up another meeting. Uh, which we were doing in Delhi. Then after that, and I went to Delhi to see him. And I swear, it's the first time I didn't have to explain to somebody the business. Somebody knew everything that we were doing. They had done all the homework on our numbers. They knew what we were doing B to B, everything whatsoever. And an hour's conversation. And I remember very clearly before me, uh, Sumit Jain or Common Floor had gone in, and he and uh, he came back smiling. And I don't know whatever that smile was because you don't meet a guy in one time and nothing happens really. But I went in, and I left from there with a term sheet for uh, with a little negotiation. I was looking for one million dollar from Nexus, and I left with six million dollars over here. Um, you know, and uh, so I left with the term sheet at that point. And I came back, and Gopal wouldn't believe it. He said, "No, no, there must be something really wrong with this. How is that possible?" To verify this, Gopal and me went to New York. Uh, to see that Tiger Global What? Management exists, there is an office over there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we went to four hundred one Park Avenue to see that office and verify that it's there. We met him. He was kind enough. He didn't take any offense. He introduced us to Chase Coleman as well over there, and then to Julian Robertson uh, as well at that point because he was there in office that day. And uh, the same night we flew back because our agenda, our agenda was only to see that this is for real or not. You know, we don't want to get stuck in some FEMA oh case God. or something like that at that point. This this is what year? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. And um, insane. And I come back and Lee says, "Okay, why don't you also meet Axel? Uh, we work with them closely on every other deal, and if it works for you guys, we'd love to have them in as well. <clears throat> so we do five, and they do one million. I met Subrata, great guy. I'm very happy to meet him actually." Um, then I went for another meeting with Prashant, Subrata, all of them, and uh, <clears throat> I remember there's a I asked him for a reference, and uh, <clears throat> I went to meet uh, uh, Sachin and Bini in their office, and uh, I asked them what is the sequence. And I remember I think Sachin said or Bini said one of them said that they got Axel first and they get later after that, and and and. Uh, And one of them passing said that yeah, but if you have Tiger, then why do you need Axel? Like you know, um, you know, uh, didn't elaborate more on it. But I took the answer saying that you know, if you have a guy sitting in America who's going to write your next check, why do you need a guy sitting in India who's not going to write the big checks anyways? Also, on that, and so I declined Axel, and. Uh, And mm. I told Lee that I'd rather just take your money and do that. But if that means you want to give me five, you give five. Don't give six as well, and we'll prorate. I said no, I'll give six, and we went on. That became Tiger Global's only investment, where only they were involved the first time, um, <clears throat> and that's how we began. And you know, six million dollars changes your life from that point on. The only sad part at that point was that Avnish wanted to move out of Chennai. 
and um, and you know i tried really hard to convince him and he wouldn't even believe in esops at that point and so, so he decided to sort of go to bombay for a, i go to delhi for a few years yeah but um, you know it was great because in a few years he learned a lot more skill set and he came back and we opened our office in bombay and did that and we raised a couple of more rounds from tiger global business kept growing steadily um, we had grown it to a reasonable size about 100 odd crores of revenue by 2015-16 when tiger had put 30 million and you know every time we raised money i would go to titan and ask if they would want to put money in the business as well also through these common connects that we had and um, and uh, you know the role that money plays in all of this cannot be discounted at all but the corrupting role of money also should not should also be spoken about in all this at least right. 50% of the funds that i spent um uh, at least 25% of this funds that i spent i must have spent in pressure of timeline or pressure of seeing that somebody else is doing something and um I would not have done that naturally at that point. You had competition by then, right? Bluestone yeah, and yeah. others. Yeah, went next week itself and funded Bluestone. I mean, they basically, it was a team oh. called Chuckpuck.com that they had. And that business wasn't going anywhere. So they sort of put that founder and another person from CKC, which is a famous jewelry shop, and put together a team and seed funded them to do this business. Rightly so. I mean, they obviously saw the opportunity as well in it and they sort of funded the team. And that's what the competition was. But it wasn't just that competition. You know, in a Tiger portfolio, you're also competing for Lee's mind space with every other company in the in the thing as well also. And so you're mm -hmm. looking at every other company and saying, hey, how do I become that company's backing? Because you understand that in a fund, in, in, in out of the 10 businesses, there are only two, which is going to look to constantly keep funding. And Flipkart was a clear favorite over there. But you want to be in the next two, three at least so that you don't become the last five. Um, on this, you know, in a, I, 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 I joke with my kids that when a dog is running behind you at some time in life, you know, you'll have to figure this out also. Uh, I heard this from somewhere else, which I told you about earlier. And so, uh, I was joking with them, but, but in a VC funded business, you have to be in the top five and that pressure also is there at that point. So we are dealing with that. We are dealing with competitive set and we possibly burn 25%, um, at least 25% of the fundraise and things we should have never done with very low conviction across as well. But we learned so much from Tiger mm. Global about, you know, how do you build, how do you think through the business? How do you build scale? What are the metrics you look at? How do you, what's the dashboard you look at as well? And they had a team that worked brilliantly with us on building the dashboard. Or Kalyan used to lead that team at that point. And, um, and so Kalyan played a vital role in sort of helping us come up with, um, with the right kind of dashboard and building everything out. Um, possibly, you know, their journey of four years with us, we grew 10x at that point um, with them. And it was a fantastic ride while doing that. The only disconnect in that whole thing was that Lee was very uncomfortable with the omni nature of the business. We never used to call it omni back then. We didn't know the term. But, you know, opening up mm. stores. And yeah. that was not something that they had seen success with anywhere. And in a way, they were fighting that uh, somewhere else as well also. Uh, we sort of uh, were feeling that, you know, opening more stores is going to get challenging as well at that point, even though he had just funded us for that as well. And some one day, uh, Bhaskar had come to our office and he loved what he saw. He felt the energy was very different. It was very new as compared to whatever was happening in Titan. And he felt it was a lot like Titan in its very early days as well also. 
know that that kind of energy and so he said look we'd love to be a partner to this and uh, you know we sort of 2016 things fell in place and we made that happen so the 1 to 10 journey really happened with tiger global uh, we worked really really well with them and did that part uh, we really wanted them to stay with like 26% equity and hang around and do that part but for them it was very clear that if a strategic comes in then they don't want to be around at that and so um, they sort of exited at that point yeah understand and so then after that um i think it's a it's a very interesting situation because you like you're basically now a titan is a majority shareholder yeah. right in this situation yeah. um and um they already have tanishk in their portfolio yeah. now they have you so you go from competing for um <clears throat> being the biggest internet company both internally for tiger as well as in india to now competing internally with tanishk how was that um and after that too you know you had gone to a very large scale for a consumer company in india but from there onwards also you have grown super fast um so so how was that what was the journey what what are some misconceptions people hold i know you kind of talked about this earlier but misconceptions people hold about that phase of your journey as well you know a lot of people wrote us off at that point and they said its business is over and mm-hmm. our datas have taken over and this founding team is sort of finished and whatever it was and for us it was right. about um, and we were very ecstatic about the partnership when it happened but when i would talk to people and see and i remember you know uh, i remember speaking to um, you know people obsess about transactions instead of obsessing about what is the outcome of a transaction and um, you know it's like gaadi kharide kitne mein kharidi ye nahi gaadi karegi kya aapke life mein wo ha so they obsess about the wrong things in life and and many of my vc friends i call them friends now i don't need their money uh, so um, they would like oh yeah only that much and okay now what the journey is over sort of thing we never never written about never spoken about nothing ever happened after 2016 So it was like as if we took a deep dive in a swimming pool, and now we will come out at the finish line only, and that's literally what happened. But in underwater, what we were doing was not visible to anybody, and uh, you know, so we were basically building this whole thing out. That the we were clear at that point that we figure our model out. We knew that Omni is the way for us to go. The plan we presented was twenty five stores a year that we're going to build, and. we were going to build that part maybe you know we got sharper and sharper with the integration of omni as time went by but at least that is going to be omni was very clear to us as well we had seen success in 14 15 tremendously with what we were building in bangalore with that part and failures in 11 12 also in delhi and hyderabad because the stores were incorrectly designed around it so you should go to a strategic only when you figured all this out because they don't have the appetite to be able to build ground up because they are in that quarter to quarter revenue kind of a thing and though titan protected us tremendously from that they didn't even you know they were not kind of putting up pressure on us so uh, of that nature at least of uh, quarter to quarter uh, revenue uh, which had to be delivered shown to the stock exchanges or to the public at large at least only a year later they start showing that part of it um but because we knew what we were doing and we knew what help we were seeking we realized over a period of time that 
they have their own set of problems to solve and we have to figure out our own set of problems to do it ourselves you know it um the best thing that happened bhaskar gave us at that point was carrotlin a tanish partnership we said okay this is what we'll take and sort of build from this point on but we could not work with the factories or things like that but we could work with the partners franchise it's not like we couldn't work it's just that our model was not suitable it was more suitable for what they were doing as well and we were able to work with the franchisees we were to work with a bunch of other stuff and so we really enjoyed that and we sort of made the most of what we could do with all of that as well so that really helped us scale our business significantly and from 2016 to 2021 from 100 in you know 120 130 crore consumer revenue we in 22 at 2000 odd crores of uh, consumer revenue on that um we were uh, we learned a lot about how to manage our cost how do we do that because we were very clear we don't want to do a fundraise after a point 2018 we had a tough fundraise of 99 crores with titan and we realized very different you know in a vc world it's very different in a strategic world it's very different and i decided for myself at least that day i'll never raise money again um uh, for this and uh, then you put your head down you sort of figure out how is it going to happen and how are we going to make that too and debt was available to us and we really worked hard on it and we sort of figured out how our business model should be so that we can scale things up and we become profitable the next year itself we see massive profitability around it because that's the operating leverage we had built in this business as well and uh, uh, just going pin code by pin code and building this thing out which avnish can do a significantly better job talking about uh, we focused to make sure that our merchandise always stood out we focused to make sure that our omni strategy was better than anything else which was happening around because we were not doing tv ads etc in that manner at some point we will do but at that point at least we were not doing that we made sure that tech had a role to expand our reach at various places and we were doing that part and because we didn't want to do a fundraise our cash flow understanding was better than most people's was and you know these became pillars of or at least i call it the learnings of need to have his own share as well of learnings from that but these four things became i feel are the you know a big part of um, uh, or and about you know the the team that makes things happen and the you know the tanish partnership and all of those things or and about that these are the four other things that really made the business go from this 10 to 100 um, at this point where it is yeah yeah so i think uh, you know the i think the 0 to 1 journey was the journey up to 2010 types before the tiger funding happened right where we had reached like 10 12 crores of annual revenue then i think the next journey was you know the journey to i would say up to 150 crores because that was when uh, titan came in and then i think the next stage of the journey i would say is till last year fi 21 in this journey if you ask me you know one uh, very interesting thing happened that when i came back to caratlin right actually i had no role because of that's another story for another time how i came back matlab we just had a chat and then we spoke and we said theek hai so there was no role because everybody was there for everything and you know i was you, as in when you get a slightly senior person you have to give them a particular role right but because i had trust with mithun we had stayed in touch so we said theek hai so when we came back right i had no job to do so you would look at everything and say acha aise kyu ho raha hai ye kya hai wagaira wagaira so one of the things which we noticed was that we you know our analytics was not so strong at that time so we you know we just got some uh, three four analysts and all and we just started 
looking at every data you know every decision which was being made in the company and starting to challenge it right and waha say i think i think and i would say even as compared to the first and the second stages i think one thing which has changed and now it's a very very fundamental cultural pillar in this organization is the you know this i would say very very high level of objectivity i would not call it just data dependency you know because when you say data you just mean excel sheets right or analytics but it is to basically say ki let's keep questioning everything you know aisa margin kyu hai ye pricing kyu hai ye marketing aisa kyu hai a lot of things you know people were doing because we had gotten experts from more traditional organizations i would say that we would do things in a certain way and then we just said no if i we don't have evidence for it then we will not do it you know we will not go with anything saying aisa hota hai right yeah this is how it is done so if you know you, you can't just tell me ki tv advertising works and i you know we used to do a lot of tv advertising at one point in time and then we just started saying ki if you can't show me evidence and evidence doesn't mean the evidence should only show up in google analytics show me qualitative analytics talk to customers and show me evidence you know we used to do these surveys and ask people who would walk into our stores ki aap kyu aaye right and wahan pe bhi that if the data was not showing ki they came because they saw the tv ad then we said boss it's not helping us anymore so let's stop it so you know the and i think we have had i would say reasonable amount of courage in this organization that a lot of decisions which we have made over the years especially in phase 3 and phase 4 are not the typical decisions which most companies would have taken but i think as a group we were brave enough to make some of those choices i'll give you another story you know one year we had this very terrible situation where 90% of the product team goes poached literally right uh, you know there are enough companies which hired away our people we were just left with two people in the product team that year we said ki ab aise kaise chalega you know we used to hire typically same types right iit iim from other internet organizations so then we said boss let's just stop this because these people ask for a lot of money okay second these people you know think that we are like the stepping stone to a fang job right so we would have this problem that we would want our product people to go spend time in the stores but they would say ki nahi ye ai nahi use kar rahe hain ml nahi use kar rahe hain recommendation engine nahi bana rahe right which is typically what they would want right if they were thinking right. building a resume for fang so we said ek to ye then obviously they would ask for a lot of money and our whole salary structure was breaking so we just said let's just stop doing this we will only hire based on attitude if i can say that and this was heavily influenced by moneyball okay so hmm. we said we'll hire more people let's make sure that there is we build a pipeline it will take some time and we'll find ways of you know coaching mentoring these people and we'll find people who actually are going to enjoy being present with customers in the stores etc and you know it worked out in so many ways you know the product team has the lowest attrition in this company hmm we don't hire anybody from iit iim and with no disrespect to you or anybody else <laughs> no that's okay i understand it completely yeah <laughs> and you know they are so awesome because now you will see ki they are like literally they spend more time with customers with people in the stores and in the fcs and not just sitting in the office and you know trying to build the school feature so the the role of the product team and not only the construction and the hiring of the product team has changed and you know mm. these are just two examples where right you know you would uh, and i can tell you that there was a time around 2017 18 where bluestone for example went and had 20 people from iim and isb 
and you can look at all the other startups right which raise money the first thing which they do is that they will get a nice office they will do a tv campaign and they will hire 50 people from iit iim etc etc right so we did none of those things because this ye jo keeda aa gaya right ki if i don't have evidence then we will not do it and you know it is not just for functions like product and marketing this was the same approach for things like creative vm brand design everything I understand no awesome i i think great great way to end our episode we'll just ask the two final questions each of you uh, if you could give a a quick but uh, brutal observation on this um what some unfiltered feedback you've received in your journey some anecdote uh, some situation that uh, comes to mind which really changed your perspective i'm sure you must have got a lot of it but one which would stand out one piece of unfiltered feedback and whoever has an answer can go first i'll go um, yeah i still remember in 2017 i was really struggling i was struggling with the titan relationship a little bit because i had far more expectations of you know um the factory working for us the supply chain working for us and it was all it was all coming from a very different quarter it was my expectation not their promise where everything was coming right. i had two very different conversations one remember and it's framed and kept in my room was i went for dinner with irina vittal and um, you know irina um, i thought i'm having dinner with uh, her and she's a titan board member but more importantly irina is just so powerful in the way she thinks etc um and i thought it's going to be great and i was focused on helping titan like we were doing titan i plus for them building making it omni digital etc all that stuff um so i go and irina says so uh, uh are you done doing all this uh, charity business of yours of working on different things for titan i said what do you mean she says that when the quarter ends i'm going to be on the other side asking you about the performance of your business not about the charity that you did everywhere else and at that point let me let me warn you that um, things are not going to look great because you can sit and tell me that this is why this didn't happen and that didn't happen but it's only because you're not focused on the problem you actually came to solve and she put my head back right mm. in place and sort of uh, made me focus <laughs> on it and at the back Amazing. of that dinner we did a two year plan over dinner of how things will happen and how uh, i need to think about things and sort of make that happen that portfolio analysis she made me do and sort of build that out i always framed that and kept that on my table and it's been important to me and the second one was um, at dinner with rakesh junjunwala when i went and told him look i don't know if uh, what should i do you know i'm stuck at this place and my co-founder at the point gopal felt that we should sell and move on um and he convinced me Uh, along with two of his friends ramdev agarwal and uh, somebody else who i don't want to name uh, where they convinced me that why compounding this now is a much better opportunity and going through that pain and thinking about starting something from scratch at that point i went there with this thought process and i ended up buying gopal's equity out by taking debt um and uh, that was a big game changer for me in life personally as well also awesome thank you so much mithun avnish a wonderful conversation i enjoyed it a lot i think mazin as well we hope you did too um thank you everyone for tuning in
Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Thank you a lot. It was fun.